This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is the March 30th edition of Who's There? <laughs> March 30th. March 30th edition, edition, whatever. Um, it sounds like Nightline or something. <laughs> and this is uh, 2020. Is that even on anymore, 2020? Or is that done? Yes, it's definitely on. It's definitely on, but it's lost a lot of its flavor. Because Barbara's not on it anymore, right? No, it's like all different people, but it's we were. Wa- I was watching with friends like random Hulu stuff and it showed up on Hulu. It's definitely still on. Have you watched it recently? Like, are they still doing the same old shit? Yes, like, and it's still extremely like, good. That was my favorite show when I was like 11 oh, years old. I could not watch it. My parents always watched it and I would have nightmares every time I watched it. And so they knew this and they would say like, Bobby, you really, you gotta, you know, you can't watch this. <laughs> Wait, you were too sensitive for 2020? Yeah, because it, 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 like, it would always be about murder, some horrible I crime. Know. And I would have horrible nightmares Ugh. afterwards. Um I love it. Sometimes I see um, like crimes in the newspaper and I'm like, oh, 2020 would kill this reporting. 2020. Yeah, I was very I was very scared of the news <laughs> growing up. I would use I would use 2020 to stay up late. I would go like I'd be like, mom, can I like watch 2020 with you? And she'd like I would make it so like we'd spend time together. But I just wanted to watch 2020 and stay up late. Also, what is it about the show that makes Everyone pronounced 20 so strangely. <laughs> Never in my life do I pronounce 20 like that. Unless it's that's the show. I think it's because you're saying it twice. I think you're saying it twice. 2020. 2020. Good evening. I'm Hugh Downs. And I'm Barbara Walters. And this is 2020. So uh, let's get started with some of our comments. Uh, if you remember, if you listened to Monday's show, uh, I would be very upset with you if you had not. But if you had listened, you would know that we... Um, spent a long time discussing a conspiracy theory (laughs) regarding Ashley Tisdale's Instagram account. And we had plenty of callers call in with comments. And these are just... Who knew we had so many lawyers listening to this show? Oh, I'm so happy. We got emails about it too, about the difference between slander and libel. Oh, And apparently I said FCC, but it's really the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Is that (laughs) even what that stands for? Did I even get the... Hey, if you're getting your legal advice from a podcast, <laughs> you should reassess. But also, what I'm saying is that because we have so many lawyer fans, if we ever get sued, I hope you guys are ready to, like, you know, really step up and help the cause. You know. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm a big fan of the podcast and an intellectual property attorney in New York calling to answer Bobby's fake SpawnCon question. Sounds like a brilliant idea, but definitely illegal. Uh, in the hypothetical, you want to pretend to be sponsored by Diet Coke to raise the podcast brand value. So if you did that, Coke could sue you for a trademark delusion and argue that by attempting to associate with Coke, what you're actually doing is dragging Coke's fancy trademark down to your level. Coke's lawyers would totally haul you to court and be like, oh my God, Judge, they posted an ad saying Coke sponsored this podcast and we need to clarify that we would never do that. Who do they think we are? Fit tea? Anyway, think of it like the mean girls of legal doctrines. You can't sit with Coke until Regina George invites you. All right, that's all I got. Please don't get sued by Coke because I like the podcast and want it to continue. Thanks so much. 
Bye. Wow, you're a good what lawyer. What a good lawyer. I hope that you'll be our lawyer again, <laughs> as I said. When I hope you are pro bono our lawyer. When Power Rangers when, uh, sues us, please help us out. <laughs> People weren't confused about that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. It was like, uh, there was a tw- Someone tweeted at us saying, like, your Power Rangers ad was so great. I'm so proud of you for getting that Power Rangers money or something. And it was like, oh. Listen, uh, <laughs> I thought that I did a pretty good job making that seem fake, right? Or we both did. But if you know a Power Ranger, let us know. I mean, this is not, you know, we're not out of the game of the Power Ranger ads. We just did one that might not be a real Power Ranger ad. <laughs> so please don't assume we got Power Ranger money. And also, I feel like we're probably legally in the clear because we never say, I don't think we said in the ad that we were sponsored by Power Rangers or Saban or whatever. Elizabeth Banks. We are sponsored by Rita Repulsa as played by Elizabeth Banks in Power Rangers. Me and four kids from Angel Grove found a spaceship buried underground. What? I'm pretty sure I'm a superhero. Hey guys, uh, really enjoyed the Julianne Huss episode. I will say though that I thought it was a real missed opportunity to coin the term Hootenanny. Kept thinking you guys were going to say it, didn't hear it. Uh, I think we should use that term for any real gathering of who's, uh, notable gathering of who's moving forward. Again, that's who to nanny. Trademark. Me. <laughs> good, thor- good form, Bella Thorne. I think that's great. Who nanny. She's right. We missed a big opportunity to coin a very obvious pun. But guess what? We're going to keep doing this show and we will use it in the future over and over again. I'm certain because it's very good. I'm upset with there myself. There are plenty of Hootenannies. Um, you know, Tex and me not thinking of Hootenanny to begin with. Like, my parents have used the word Hootenanny casually. So. I haven't heard the word Hootenanny in a while, but I'm glad to, like, repurpose it to these uh, to these means. Hi, guys. Um, I have a question about uh, flat earth theory. Um, is that, like, a them thing to believe? Because... Um, a couple like a couple months ago, Bob came out and said he believes in flat Earth, and I think he's probably a them. And then uh, just recently, Kyrie Irving, who's definitely a sports them, I don't know if he's like a real them. He came out and said he also believed that the Earth is flat, which led to Shaq, who is definitely a them, also saying that he believes the Earth is flat. And then a couple other basketball players, like Draymond Green, came out and said they believe it too. So like. I'm just wondering why so many famous people believe that the earth is flat. Um, so let me know what you think. Bye. Really quickly, uh, Shaq clarified his remarks and said that he was joking. I think his direct quote was, <laughs> I was joking, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so Shaq was joking. Shaq was joking. Um, but I think most of them are are not joking. And I will say flat earth theory in terms of conspiracy theories is a them and conspiracy theories because it's like the OG conspiracy theory. Like we never landed landed on the moon, right. you know? And it's and it's one of the funniest conspiracy theories because it, the fact that it keeps persisting, that the fact that it persists despite, I don't know, every bit of proof. Science? In, every bit of proof, including photographic evidence that the earth is 100% not flat people keep harping on it and will say like oh no nasa faked the photos the photos are faked right and it's also the number one reason that people think the earth is flat is because it looks flat (laughs) so it must be flat it's like well i was on the third story of my house and i looked and the horizon was like pretty flat 
So, so uh, Kyrie Irving is like a sports them for sure. It's like a name I know. That's for sure. Um, I don't know what his deal is. I guess he plays on the Cavs. Um, he recently said on a podcast, God, podcasts are dangerous. They shouldn't let people on podcasts. <laughs> he said, this is not even a conspiracy theory. Uh, the earth is flat. I'm telling you, it's right in front of our faces. They lie to us. Whoa. They. Also, what is what is the argument for why they, capital T, uh, you know, big science, big astronaut, would lie to us? All conspiracy theories go back to the same thing. There is somebody in power who's not telling you the truth. Whether they're not telling you the truth about whether the Earth is flat or uh, we landed on the moon or literally anything else falls into that category. It's just like, oh, we are not being told the truth by someone. Someone is has the power and is not, you know, whatever. So the Earth is flat is like when you in science. I mean, believing not believing in climate change is practically a conspiracy yeah. theory at this point. Um, the I love this tweet of. <laughs> From B.O.B. last year, B.O.B. of airplanes fame, at least in my mind, uh, in which he's standing on some sort of big rock or geographic formation. And in the background, two cities, two city skylines are visible. And he says, (laughs) the cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart. Ellipsis. Where's the curve? Please explain this. (laughs) And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, um... Did someone call me? This is my job. This is literally my job. This um, refers to another call we have. So I'm going to do a little bit of a topic. Uh, what do you call it? A segue. But do you remember when Sherry Shepard on The View didn't think the oh, earth yeah. was round? Remember when she yeah. said something where she said, is the earth flat? I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, no, the best, the best part is that she says, I'll tell you what I have thought about how I'm going to feed my child. Well, Barbara Rod- God, Barbara Walters said, well, you can do both. <laughs> Is the world flat? Is the world flat? Yes. I don't know. What do you think? I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Is the world flat? I never thought about it. You, you I, never I, thought about whether I've the never, world was no, round. Because I, but I'll tell you what I've thought about, how I'm going to feed my child. Well, you can I'm going to take care of my Speaking of The View, remember when The View was good? Now The View is confusing. <laughs> you should play that call right now. <laughs> I I appreciate that description because The View, it's very easy to just have a knee-jerk reaction and say, The View is bad, but I think you're right. Confusing is a more appropriate descriptor. Well, you can talk about your View experience recently. Let's play the call. Let's just play the call first, yeah. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Ryan in New York. Um, I'm calling first to tell you that I really liked your episode with Michelle Collins. I think she's very funny. Please have her back. But more importantly, um, in her episode when she was talking about leaving The View, it made me realize that I have absolutely no idea who anyone on the current View panel is, um, aside from Whoopi Goldberg. So if you could just go through the current panel um, and just briefly explain who they are and what it is they're doing there, I would appreciate it very much. Thanks. I love that you said what it is they're doing there because there is such a that's such an emphasis on the view. It's like, what's your value? What are you do? Yeah, what are you doing there? First of all, what do you do? You forgot Joy Behar. I feel like Whoopi and Joy are the, the two. The two. Um, the two. The you fact know. that Joy came back is very important to me. I just 
she's really outnumbered by who's if if joy was on with the with like a better cast i'd be so much more excited but joy kind of got she came back and she was like saddled with these dumb idiots you know (laughs) it's and they're not and they're not they're not dumb per se because all of them are you know all of them are very very smart qualified very qualified in the sense that like they are smart enough to you would on paper they're smart enough to have these conversations it's their personalities that are not working it's also just hard for somebody like me to go from a stacked lineup of like who's that i know you know like the candace camerons and the raven simones and michelle collins like it that was like a really funny lineup for many reasons they all had different opinions Mm -hmm. they were all like weird half celebrities to this which is more this is 2020 this is more like journal they're all kind of like a former host of good good morning america Mm -hmm. That's what they come from, except for Whoopi and Joy, who are standouts and kind of just are so jaded by this point that they can barely function in this realm. Yeah, and they and the show without the show without Joy and Whoopi would completely fall apart. Um, so you were at the view. You went to see the view for the first time. Live. I went to the view. Give me some goss. Uh, li- I was in the studio audience for the view last week. It was a pre-taped episode that will not air until like the beginning of April, some or something. Because I guess they were planning for a hiatus so everyone on the crew could go on vacation for a week. So uh, it was a very, like, evergreen episode. Nothing was too super topical. Everything was about, uh, like, relationships and, like, sex, but very broad. Um, Nothing was tied to current events uh, apart from, you know, the assumption that Donald Trump will still be president. Because, like, everyone had some, like, Whoopi kept mentioning, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. But apart from that, evergreen. It was very strange. The funniest thing, which I'm glad you, I probably, I'm glad I remembered this. The hype man on the show was saying like, who's ready to, Bill Nye's going to be here and everyone screams. And then he's like, who likes Destiny's Child? And everyone screams. Everyone screams. More so than they did for Bill Nye. And he's like, because Kelly Rowland. And everyone screams, right? Everyone screams. And he's like, she's going to be on this episode. We're all losing our minds. Because we knew about Bill Nye, but we did not know about Kelly Rowland. And then he was like, but hers was a pre-taped segment. We already filmed it. We filmed it a couple days ago. So she's not in the studio. Sorry. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, also, uh, you didn't miss anything. It was a nightmare. She was late or something like that. It's like, damn. How she he dragged the audience and dragged Kelly yeah, Rowland. Yeah, like he got us all amped for Kelly Rowland. And then, no, she's not there. So anyway, it's really the sad thing is like getting you amped for Kelly <laughs> Rowland is like a sad. Prospect. Well, I gotta say, so I that's how desperate you guys were to get amped. I met these two um, like older women. They just they were old. They mentioned that they were retired. It was a woman and her cousin, and they were so sweet and so funny. They asked why, like how I got tickets, why I was there, whatever, and. I asked if they knew if Whoopi would be there today because I know that she's not on Friday episodes and I went on a Thursday and I was like, oh, they're pre-taping the Friday episode. I was wrong, come to find out. And they were like, oh, she might be here. This is pre-taped. It could air whenever. They were experts. And I was like, so have you been to a recording before? And they were like, oh, we come all the time. It's so much fun. What? We get tickets all the time. I don't know what all the time means. I should have asked for more follow-up questions, but they said it's so fun. And I was sort of, in disbelief 
at that point because I was thinking, how could this be that fun where you'd want to come frequently? And there is something exciting about just live television. You could have to you could have all of the huffs on stage and it would still sort of be exciting just because like television like the romance of tv i love live right? tv but most tv tapings are not fun no matter this one was fast i guess it's a live tv that's fun this yeah. one was fast and they said live is usually they said of course live is more fun but they try to get their pre-taped episodes out really quickly um and in some cases it's even faster because they don't have to be restrained to the commercial break so if they're on a roll they can just like be on a roll and finish really quickly anyway mm-hmm. when i saw Whoopi, i was relieved great Whoopi's there i see joy joy's great i'm happy but like you said i don't know who anyone else is and occasionally i watch the view in the morning from the comfort of my own home uh but none of them have memorable names none of them have all of them are the same basic personality apart from I don't know. Sunny is maybe a little more professional seeming. Like she's sort of the um the Meredith Vieira character who was like very rational, like grounded, not super not gonna make a joke all the time. But the other three, Jebediah, God knows, Paula Ferris and Sarah Jedediah. Jedediah exactly. Yeah. Jedediah, Sarah Haynes, and Paula Ferris are all interchangeable types of irritating um and they're all trying to one-up each other and like tell more tell funnier stories and like they talk over each other all the time it's like it's truly well that's the views like that's the views like you know niche like when they talk over each other that was the joke in like the 90s where they would make fun of them all the time for like talking over each other but you know like they it it seems like instead of having all these different sorts of like archetypes filled they have their joy they have their whoopee they have their sunny slash meredith Vieira archetype and then they have three people filling the same place sarah's sort of the more conservative one um but all sarah and paula but they all get very weirdly elizabeth hasselbeckian um in a way but i guess it's 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 like a toned down version of elizabeth hasselbeck I was watching the clip with the one that everyone's been talking about with um, Tommy Loren. Uh They had on famous who conservative, just really a mess of a person, uh, Tommy Loren. Conserve who too. And she ended up getting in. She actually ended up getting in. I actually like props to the who because they actually got her in trouble, (laughs) which I loved. They they got her to say very, very publicly, which I guess is not she if she believed it, then they just got her to say it. And in no uncertain terms. It was funny because she was reaching for like Joy's approval. That was the best yeah. thing. So it was like the Joy was sitting at the end of the table just shaking her head the entire time. I was loving yeah. it. Poor Joy alone. Whoopi was not to be seen. And then you had the four other women just like sucking up to Tommy Loren or just getting her to right. like, you know, they were all like so lovely to her. Oh, it's a, uh. <laughs> And then all of a sudden to like please Joy, somehow she says to Joy like, I'm actually pro-choice, not pro-life. I've always been that way, blah, blah. Like a very like... You, you think I'm this way, but I am this yeah. way. But it was amazing. And then you, Joy kind of perks up and she's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and he, she kind of gives her like a little leeway. The rest of the women are like, ah. But it was just so, that was when I kind of realized who are all these women. I really, really could not recognize any of them. I guess we don't really have to go through it. What's funny to me is that when I was Googling all of them, most of them are like former ABC News, Good so, Morning America so are, people. Sarah and Paula are still on those shows. I don't, I think this right. is the only show that Jedediah is on, but like 
Sunny, Sarah, Paula, that's all very incestuous. They're on tons of ABC news. But Jedediah is interesting because Jedediah, I don't know this. I don't know if this is to be true. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, if there's any view historians out there, let me know. But Jedediah seems to be the show's first libertarian. She's like very much in that bucket. She wrote like a book about mm-hmm. it. She's a very, she's a conservative libertarian, yeah. basically and, registered as an independent. And she's, she and Sarah are the worst offenders when it comes to, I have to be the center of attention. I have to be the one talking loud, loudest. I have Ugh. to be the one who makes like the final point. And then Sonny is the lawyer, Sonny's the as lawyer. you said. She's the one who's like, as a lawyer. Sonny's as a lawyer. Sonny's everything as a lawyer. Yeah. She... If any of them are friends with Whoopi and Joy, if Whoopi and Joy see an equal on this new cast, it's Sunny. That's what it appears well, to me. She seems, I mean, qualified. I mean, they, first of all, that's they all are qualified to be on The View. The standards are not that high, let's not mm-hmm. lie, to be on The View. Well, you and that you have specifically opposing points of view across your right. your panel and here it's like right. they they tried but really all those those three women are uh, are identical they're they're a big blur and my and my final word on the matter is i did want to bring up the live thing because it was it was fun to watch live it was fun it was exciting mm-hmm. like i didn't hate mm-hmm. it and i understand those women so are you going to go to the view all the are time? you going to start going to the view more regularly probably yeah all the time yeah. The tickets say you can only go once every six months. It's like we reserve the right to like deny you if you try to apply once every more frequently than once every six months. But I feel like those women got around this. I mean, if you if you're a view super fan, you know how to get beyond yeah. the rules. Cool. Hi, weekly. This is Anne in Los Angeles. And I'm wondering if you guys could talk about who's playing thems like on TV and in movies, um, I thought of this because I've been watching The Arrangement on E!, which is ridiculous, um, in which Josh Henderson, who I'm, I think I can confidently say is a who, plays a themmy movie star named Kyle West. And then that made me think about Entourage, where Adrian Grenier, who kind of a who, played um, Vincent Chase, a them. So I'm wondering if there are other examples of this and if any who's who have played thems have then gone on to become thems or if playing a them is like kind of a curse um, and most people have done it have just stayed in hoodum. Anyway, um, your thoughts would be much appreciated. Thank you. Love the show. Bye. This is a fun call. Um, so yeah, that show, I don't know. But I think there are definitely so many more examples of this. Bobby mentioned, well, there's obviously Famous in Love, which is the Bella Thorne's new yeah. show. Bella Thorne's new show. There's also, um, I always think of, well, I always think of, the first thing that came to mind was Anna Ferris in Lost in Translation. And she has like two scenes, maybe, maybe just one. And she's, there. you know, they're in Tokyo and they're in this hotel. And she plays a famous, famous, famous actress, like a, uh, I guess at the time, who was super famous back then? Like a, like a, like a Jennifer Lawrence of her day, a Jennifer Lawrence of 2004, even though this was way before Jennifer Lawrence. And she is staying under a, a an assumed name at a Tokyo hotel because she's so famous. <clears throat> and this was before Anna Ferris herself was a them. So Anna Ferris was a who here became a them, I guess. 
Um, remember she said that her her name was Evelyn Waugh and Scarlett Johansson was like, <laughs> she doesn't know that's a man. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Similar mm-hmm. story. Chloe Grace Moretz plays a major, major them, like a bad girl them in Clouds of Sils Maria. Like in the wor- universe of the movie, she's super, super famous. She's the hot young thing. And Juliette Binoche is uh, very, very intimidated by her. The other one I just there are so many. The other one I just thought of Lindsay <laughs> is fucking win a date with Tad Hamilton. Oh, I love Josh win a date with Jamal Tad was a who who became a them, and he played a major them in the movie. What a good reference you just made. Win a date with Tad Hamilton. There's also the Lizzie McGuire movies kind of about this. I don't know if you ever saw the Lizzie McGuire no, I movie, <laughs> but it's. Stop. Okay, you can't just like... Lizzie McGuire is Lizzie McGuire, but then there's like Lizzie McGuire plays a famous pop star that she gets mistaken for who's also who's famous, (laughs) but also played by Lizzie McGuire. And Hannah Montana kind of has the same type of, um, you know, journey. But your entourage is a really good uh, representation of this phenomenon where it's like you're watching a movie and somebody's supposed to be a famous person and you're just like, oh, I'll take your word for it, I guess, you know? I don't know if... I think Adrian... Grenier is kind of themmy, so that maybe happened for him because of yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is always going to be a them to me because of the uh, Devil Wears Prada, as our listeners know. I know, true, Yarlsberg. Um, <laughs> when Notting Hill came out, was Julia Roberts a them? Yes, yeah, of course, she was, she was huge. Julia Roberts has done this twice. Remember, she did it in Ocean's Twelve. She played. Remember, she like plays Julia Roberts in it. Wait, but that also that movie with um, John Cusack, that awful oh, movie that I actually loved. Yes, yeah. she played a like a version of herself, like a ver- you know that's basically. Wasn't she Anyways. the normal person though? And Catherine Zeta Jones was the sweetheart. Oh no, you're right. She was you're just right. a she normal person, I think. So that is actually the opposite of this phenomenon, <laughs> where a famous person plays a not famous person in a movie, but directly in comparison to, to someone who they yeah. are as famous as, like. Julia wow. Roberts was definitely more famous than Catherine Zeta-Jones at the time. Oh my god, they actors love those types of roles. It's like, uh, <laughs> me being normal. Right? I'm just the normal one. Yeah, those are good examples. I mean, this is a movie trope. This happens all the time. There are so many movies about yeah. fame and famous people, and and I think I always think of like Disney Channel movies where it's like one girl gets famous because like that's kind of a very tween dream and so they play upon that but yeah we can move on we've definitely done this hi who weekly i'm calling because uh recently there's been an uptick in some very upsetting posts in the facebook group alleging that father john misty is a who now i understand father john misty can be the absolute worst his name is father john misty but his music's incredible i thought he was getting pretty vemmy so i felt the need to reach out for you guys to clear this one up. Um, this also gives you the opportunity to address his former feud with the founder of Moon Juice, which I also think is a really important topic. Okay, uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Have a good day. First of all, I will say that he is a who. Absolutely. I think I think he's a who. Yes. I think he's having his moment right now. He was just on SNL. That's something. Mm-hmm. He was just on SNL, uh, I guess. But I still think he's a who. I can't play. He's just like long-haired, bearded guy. He looks like, what's his name? Remember? What? No. A lot of those musicians look like him. I don't know. It's 
So Father John Misty, his real name is Josh Tillman. He's like an indie artist who goes way back with like every indie band that you've ever heard of. He was like in Fleet Foxes. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, alongside all these different, you know, indie bands that you heard of and listened to in college, if you're my age. Um, But he also, he has a very smart, he's a very funny and witty person. Kind of, I think of him, to me, he's like a John Mayer type. Just in the way that he is kind of self-referential and like loves a gag so he is also very he uh, he dates a lot of famous women he but he's married now did you know that i thought they divorced i thought he was dating uh, dakota johnson no he's married to a photographer i don't think he was ever dating dakota johnson he was just photographed with dakota johnson he's dating and people uh, thought he's married he was... hmm yeah. Hmm. 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 Okay, whatever. Hmm. Go on. So this guy, he clearly likes, he's a comic, like, he's one of those musicians who loves comedy. This is, this comes up a lot where it's like you have these people who are famous for one thing who actually want to be comedians, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I would kind of categorize John Mayer, or part of John Mayer's life. Although I guess he's like trying to come back as more, as a more earnest person. Good luck with that to you. Um, but, but. He just came out with the album, uh, Father John Misty, I think. Yeah. Or, yes, came out Pure of- Comedy, and people like it a lot. I haven't listened to it. I just don't care. I, I, I listened to his last album, the one that was, like, pink, whatever. It was fine. Yeah, somebody was playing in the car this weekend, and it was um, good. He also, I mean, we also have to like him, because you know what he did? What did he do? He helped write Joanne. He helped write Joanne? Good for mm-hmm. him. And he like kind of sh- he kind of shaded Lady Gaga and like others. Because well, I don't he like that. Said he said in an interview he was like, I hate when people assume that artists always write their own songs. And then it was like, mm, <laughs> Gaga. Um. <laughs> so Father John Misty, the thing that you briefly mentioned about Amanda Chantel Bacon, which happened when I was in Los Angeles, which I really hated, is the crystal this old thing. thing that this old story, the crystal Ugh. thing, this woman. This woman, Amanda Chantal Bacon, yes, that's her real name. She has a store called Moon Juice in Los Angeles. Yes, that's real. Um, and she lost a crystal. <laughs> her rose quartz was stolen from her shop. And she uh, w- wrote a thing that was like, please return the crystal to whomever took her out the door. You do not want the energy of a stolen crystal. Please trust me. She wrote this whole thing, posted a picture. Um and then Father John Misty, just like kind of fucking with her, was like, I stole the crystal or whatever, basically. No, he, he, he didn't, but he was worse than that. He was like, I don't believe in the concept of like thievery because of like capitalism, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he was like. But he was obviously trolling. Yeah, it was not. It, he did not take this crystal. He was trying to be funny. Yeah, you're right. And people loved it because, like, he was making fun of her and we were already making fun of her, kind of, and blah, 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 blah. So he, I mean, he's good at, like, a shtick to, like, get his, to be kind of beloved in that way, to be cool, cool dude. Um, He cool did, dude. he did something, you know, when you mentioned that he's, like, he wants to be a comedian, like, he wants to be funny, he wants to know, be known for yeah. things other than his music, that reminded me that, remember when he, uh made many headlines because he talked about going to a Taylor Swift concert and being on acid. Yeah. It was did. like, oh, it was so weird. Uh it was like she was she was so intense. Uh what is I have to find the exact quote. He said, "She was dangerous and impregnated my soul." So, I mean, he's, he's just trying to be yeah. funny. I'm a bad boy. I take LSD at Taylor Swift concerts. Isn't it funny and cool? 
I think his music is relatively harmless, though. Like, I have nothing to say about it. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, who is that again? I kind of zone out, and then I and then I realize it's I, – I get confused, and I think it's just some random person, yeah, and, and it's it, him. And it's always the same feeling. It's always him, and everything sort of blurs together. He's fine. He's also a who. I know. I know he has fans. He's a who. Yeah, and he's a who, so whatever. It's Let's fine. move on. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I'm over here, honestly – that you guys haven't talked about Paris Hilton's new boyfriend who is the very hot Chris Zilka from The Leftovers. He is definitely a who who should be a them. Um, and she has all these Instagram slideshows, which are also who's, those new slideshows, um, with him in Tulum. Her captions are so funny. She has, wait, I have to find it. Um, but basically she's chilling in Tulum with this like very hot who. Um, and I would love to know, like, how they met, who is Chris Zilka, um, and maybe, like, other them who couples where, like, honestly, the who or the them is the lucky one in this situation, I feel like, because um, Chris Zilka, again, is incredibly hot and everyone needs to do themselves a favor and Google him. Okay, thanks. Regarding them who couples, we've definitely talked about this before. My example is always like Reese Witherspoon's husband or uh, yeah. Julia Roberts' husband Danny as like the main kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny and Jim. Literally, Jim Toth, Danny, Danny Meyer, Danny something, Danny Motor. Danny Motor. <laughs> well, now yeah. he, well now he owns like the tequila company with George, so he's like kind of a thing. Whatever. Like when I it's talk Brad, about that. Brad Falchuk, even though he's sort of themy, but still Brad. He is themy. He's kind of themy. But yeah, the them who couplings are definitely a thing, and which uh, unfortunately, especially for women, if you are a like famous woman, marrying like a lesser, a less known man is like a thing. Or dating because... uh, Bri- Brian Tanaka, like Mariah Carey. Oh, I am it... the I am the them in this relationship. Right, or like, be- well, it's mostly mostly because men can't deal with women being more successful mm-hmm. than them ever. Sorry, so like they, so marrying down, quote unquote, down, or I just want a normal guy. I just want like a just a regular run of the mill, like hardworking nine to fiver or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they'd ever work a nine to five again. Anyways, who is Chris Zilka, Bobby? I I will just say he used to date Lucy Hale. Um, that's one. That's number one. But I, I know him from The Leftovers. He is the, he's like the hot son, like Justin Thoreau's hot son on The Leftovers. There's a lot of like underwear scenes with him. Yeah. He's like always in his underwear. He's on like, uh, I gotta, like in the first, I think in the first episode, he was like, oh, I'm just so mad. I gotta get naked and swim. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like this very intense Leftovers music. He's But that show is so, so, so his big break because yes. before that he was in like Shark Knight and Piranha 3DD. Yes. And the and the great thing about this show is that it's um if you are a good actor, like I can see people just dying to be on the show, which is now ending, because it's it gives everyone at least a, a handful of opportunities per season to have like some really intense like dramatic right. acting scenes if you're a decent actor i think you would do well because it's literally about the show is so well written and so weird and it's that so you intense it it, just being it being weird yeah basically it just like it makes it does everyone favors this show um it's yeah. it's it's making everyone look um better than even if you had a great opinion of Justin Thoreau or Carrie Coon or Chris Zilka already you will like everyone even more and if you had no opinion of this person you will become a stan for all of them um and Chris Zilka so of course 
I stand for Chris Zilka now, but he is a who. There's nothing new about Paris Hilton dating like a hottie who, though. Like she, it's like one of her, she always does. Yeah. It's always like the son of someone or like a rich businessman or like, I mean, he's just another one of her the in the rich line of her who. A good one. Right, but it seems like Stavros Narchos. Remember all oh, yeah. these names that we had to learn in like the in like two thousand and seven. And then she'll be like, "Oh, this is it's real this time. Like I finally understand love." And you're like, "Okay, Paris, right? <laughs> cool." So now Paris is dating Chris Zilka. What I really loved about Chris Zilka was this article on E Online, and it's just the headline is Chris Zilka and Hannah Beth and their engagement and their breakup gets insanely messy on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Hannah Beth and is the worst name for yourself. God bless E Online for copying and pasting the entire posts in there because they both deleted them. Obviously, they deleted them, and of course, it's like two people yelling at each other. I guess he cheated. She cheated on him, and he like found her, and then he wrote all about it. Anyways. That's fun. And then she, I have another funny thing I want to read did for you. Did you read this? But did you read the, the tw- his tweet about Lucy Hale? No. What did he say when, about Lucy Hale? So he dated Lucy Hale for a while, like in 2012, 2011. And this tweet that someone screen grabbed at the time, this is from September, tw- this is from um, 2012 in September. Uh, a fan tweeted at Chris Zilka and said, your girlfriend is gorgeous and sort of perfect. Just thought you should know. Referring to... Pretty Little Liars is Lucy, Lucy Hale. Hale. And he responded to this random fan and said, I don't have a girlfriend. She decided she was too good. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my Chris God. Zilka. Clearly, he, like, loves to publicly air his I know, and it's clearly, like, the women are always dumping him. I love it. Yeah. Um, I found this really good because you asked how they met. Yeah. I don't really um, – I found this really good New York Post article Um. I'm going to read to you just a little bit, and then it'll kind of give you the Chris Zilka of it all, I think. Um, Here we go. I never go out anymore because it's Thursday night and this club is cool. I'm completely over that now, Paris says. I'd much rather be at home with my boyfriend, cooking, playing virtual reality games, playing with my dog. (laughs) I've settled down a lot in that area. I've been to enough fun parties in my life, enough to last many lifetimes. She first met her boyfriend, Chris Zilka, 31, a hunky actor on HBO's The Leftovers, six years ago at an Oscars party at the Chateau Marmont. They lived together at her Beverly Hills house, which was featured in the Sofia Coppola movie, The Bling Ring. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many. Uh, I don't know if you read the page, if you read a New York Post like I do. Yes. But this has so many disses in it. Like, it's loaded. First of all, in Bringing up the bling ring when you say that her boyfriend lives in her house is very shady. <laughs> like he's going <laughs> to rob her. <laughs> Wait, I missed the last paragraph. Zilka, who grew up in Ohio playing football and tagging graffiti, was that like his job, was sleeping on the streets when he al- arrived in Hollywood and had 17 arm tattoos. Wow, That's 17 it. arm tattoos. What a bad boy. 17 arm tattoos. Um, what a bad point. Our, I, we got nothing else to say about Chris Zilka. Come on. They met at a they met at a club six years ago, and now he lives in our house. <laughs> God. Um. Okay. So we are done with who's there this week. Um. Have have a great weekend. Uh. What else is there to say? It's almost April. Can you believe it? Can we Can we just say what's happening? Because it's basically it's basically happening. I mean, if you want to say it and then you have to actually do it, then yeah. Well, we have merch coming. We ordered it's a lot of things. 
two of the big things have already come in. Uh, we're finalizing the the shirts, but um, things are real. We've seen pictures of the things. They're finished. They're good. And uh, hopefully we'll have more details next week. But anyway, that's all we got to say. The, have a the great weekend. The store is going to be open very soon, hopefully. Stay tuned for more information on how you can support the brand. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a real hootenanny over at the hooligan store. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We should call it. We should call the hooligan store the hootenanny. Uh, I maybe we can discuss. We can discuss off mic. Oh my god! We can discuss god. off mic. So, bye. Goodbye. Rate and review us on iTunes. Have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. You will drive us. Yeah, yeah, they wanna know. Hey. But I'll tell you what I've thought about how I'm going to feed my child. Well, you how I'm going to take care of my. That was a headgum podcast.